0: the pride of limerick
1: the young man named sean sheehan
0: the mma media don graham mcdonald the
1: severe mma people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else i see them coming up and they're getting their shot
0: and i'm proud that people are coming up with me welcome everybody it's episode 131 of the severe mma podcast my name is sean sheehan and back with me after his hiatus is the cal drago of irish mma media graham mcdonald graham it's okay to have you back how are things
1: ah yeah well it's 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 unfortunate to have to talk to you again but i had a good i had a good break i refused all your calls and just uh pretended like you you, you didn't exist and it was uh, it was much needed
0: which is more annoying: having to listen to me or having to listen to americans
1: uh well in fairness to you like you are annoying but americans and ve- vegas especially is a, a hobo of ignorance <laughs>
0: I, I'm sure it is. We'll get into that in a second. Before ignorances. we do that, says, yeah, there's a few of them around here. So before, <laughs> before we get into that, let's just give a quick shout out to John Sheehan who sponsors this episode of the podcast. Check him out over on Instagram and Twitter at John and go to John dash He is uh, a an, an illustrator and designer that designs, you know, all, you probably see him go over to go and check out his stuff on, on Instagram and all. Uh, design stuff for he's done stuff for air sports bt sport bleacher report Bundesliga, league and new balance he does a ufc illustrator project where he does kind of a, a poster for every ufc card uh, his most recent one was of stefan struve but there's some fantastic ones going back he's done stuff for me for the size up as well uh if you're a fan of severe Miss, so check him out at john sports rates twitter instagram give him a follow buy some stuff in his shop john friend of the podcast great man fair play right <clears throat> Let's get into it, Graham. How you're? You're back in the land of living now. How How long are you back? About a week. How, are you, um,
1: how are you feeling? Yeah, I got back on Tuesday, and um, I've been uh, I've been out drinking ever since. I think pretty much. So uh, I'm in a bad way, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still haven't recovered. I was on, I was on the pace for the last couple of days in Vegas as well. So uh, um, I'm not used to drinking this much, but uh, it's, I've done this to myself, so I can't really blame anybody
0: else. You're not quite a legendary pint man, so are you? Just, no,
1: I'm not, I'm not quite up there, now.
0: No, right. But this week is going to be a little bit different to the other weeks we're going to look back on, on the, the whole Mac experience from Graham's point of view he was obviously embedded in the camp and he's going to break his uh, his, his <laughs> non-disclosure agreement here that happened <laughs> sure, did, it. It.
1: sure Paulie just breaks them all the time it must be grand
0: <laughs> we get to that we get to that then we get to uh Stefan Struve fighting Volkov at the weekend it was actually a pretty good card it turned out to be so we, we talk a little bit about that and we look ahead to next week's uh, UFC card as well and we're going to have a little bit of a kind of an Irish MMA review just a few people had to fight so a few minutes at the towards the middle or the end of the of the podcast but let, let's look back on the main mac thing and give us I, i'm just throwing out there give us a broad overview of how, how you got on how was your time working with showtime obviously uh filming all the stuff over there hanging out with the with the lads working for for six weeks was it good was it bad was it annoying was um, it, it
1: was good it was yeah it was all of them things uh at <laughs> different stages um vegas is, is like i've been to vegas a lot of times now and it's uh it's good for like a few days or a week but uh after a while, it's just, uh, it's just, it's a bit, it's a bit rough and it's a bit uh, hot. I'm, I'm not one for sunbathing or anything like that. I try to stay out of the, out of the desert if I can. Like, so um, it was tough at times, but uh, there was some. I probably look back on it more fondly and forget all the the annoying times and uh, remember all the hilarious times.
0: Is there anything you, we heard a lot of stuff like from the camps around? And we were obviously now you're not going to go into like the preparation and stuff. But, oh. What what was the preparation like? You know, going into was everyone like full on saying that they're going to win, thinking that they were going to win? Obviously, like they were telling us and all that. Or was there a little bit? Was a little bit more coy or anything? Is there any inside information you can give us there, Graham?
1: No, well, like um, the, McGregor fully intended on going out there and winning. Like he wasn't, he wasn't thinking about losing or putting in a good performance or making it to the end or anything like that. He was going in to win. Um, he's just uh. Just the way he is, just the way he thinks. Um, his his mindset is so um, is so strong that it just rubs off on people. And I, I think uh, spending a lot of time with McGregor, it's, it's hard to it's hard to say no. You're not going to do what you're saying because he just he just continues to do it. But obviously, he came up short in this one. But um, it, it was obviously a, a huge, huge t- ask to, to to go out there and knock out Floyd or to beat Floyd over a decision. I, I remember when I... <clears throat> when I made a prediction I made a prediction of uh, Floyd by decision and kind of we, we, you and me were talking about um any kind of close rounds or even half close rounds were going to be given to Floyd by the boxing judges in this MMA versus boxing thing like they are on boxing side even if they're trying to be unbiased then that's it's just it's in human nature to be a little bit biased i think I think we talked about that. so uh, I think um, I think we're fully intended on going out there and knocking Floyd out. Uh, but obviously it didn't work. But um, yeah, and and behind the scenes, I suppose uh, it was it was Connor was more focused than ever. I think he was, was, he was a short training camp compared to maybe what you'd like for preparing for your first ever boxing bout. Uh, that's yeah. the best ever. But uh, but but um, maybe if you had had more time, it might he might have more he might have more. But um. And yeah, he was razor focused, and he was working as hard as he's ever worked, or harder than he's ever worked. So, what do you think about that? A lot, of,
0: a lot of people were saying, like, obviously, he's cardio it's not that his cardio didn't look good it's kind of he just went out of gas and it was obviously you know there's reasons for that where it'd be the first you know his first box match ever going 12 rounds is you know three rounds three minute rounds are a big difference five minute rounds what about his preparation did you you've obviously been with him if people don't know where him film the notorious documentary film coming out in a few months ago you've been with him for a lot of camps was this the hardest physically like cardio wise he's ever prepared do you think
1: yeah, I think it was. I think it was, and I think uh, it was the hardest uh, sparring wise as well. Like obviously, you haven't brought Paulie in for for two sessions, and he was sparring. He was sparring more than he usually would to try and obviously get used to the feel. He had jokes joe cortez the ref in who's actually a really nice guy as well what
0: about around the, the ufc pi obviously there was a lot of people around there. i know you met uh francis Ngannou and stuff and and uh <laughs> yeah, yeah my fan. and and uh forrest griffin and stuff were there i'll go cracking yeah stuff. yeah Did eddie Alvarez, stuff? and
1: justin That's casey cool. were there as well oh, because yeah? when, the, when the ultimate fighter was being filmed uh or sorry when the contender series is being filmed uh the ultimate fighter people training the pi instead that day so all the the straw weights and the, the coaches and stuff were there so uh yeah, there was a lot of there's a lot of people banging around. Joe Benavides was there doing his rehab. Um, who else was there? There's a, there's a good few.
0: Martin was at one stage. Was Francie asking for me?
1: No, no. He said, uh, "Keep that man away from me."
0: <laughs> that stalker. He's,
1: so. he's got a. He's, he's absolutely huge man. He's got the biggest hands ever, and his handshake is like absolutely. He doesn't gulps your hand. He's he's a huge
0: man. Do you see him doing that? Like those box jumps and like the the ninja warrior shit the other day on Twitter. That was the most insane thing I've ever seen. With fucking no, that, man. that, 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 that man. man is a beast. He's gonna he's gonna destroy Steve, If he isn't the champion in the next year, I'd be very very shocked. But um, far as Griffin as well, you were saying he's some man going around knock around the bus. Say again, sorry. Forrest Griffin, you were saying as well. The sound man is he knocking around the blast? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Forrest Griffin was there a good bit. Uh, yeah, he's hilarious. He's uh, got this really old car that uh, his uh, driver door doesn't open, so he has to climb into his passenger <laughs> door. So that's always funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's just a nice guy. You can, he, he, he'll take the piss out of you, and you can take the piss out of him, and he won't be offended. You know, he's just a, a laid back guy.
0: What about, he, S- name, yeah. what about Snoop as well? I know you met him. What, what do you oh, think yeah, you think? yeah, What do you think you did um, this I, controversy?
1: I don't know. I think it's. I know that he's like kinda of working for Zufa or whatever or whatever it is in contender series, but he's just uh he's he's there because he's got the fan view and he's got like he's not there because he's like a professional yeah UC commentator or whatever. So like, you know, people who don't really know about the sports and they're just out of their face on all sorts of drink and whatever, uh they're gonna say stupid shit or not even I thought it was funny to be honest. I didn't even I, I don't see where they uproar is coming from
0: the Conor's relax the Connor <laughs> a bit, I don't,
1: uh, I don't know
0: I don't know yeah. but yeah I, I, look like, I think to agree with you. I think he went too far like with the DC thing and the Connor thing like one week or two weeks after another or whatever it was but like, that's the perspective he's there like why are you bringing Snoop Dog? he's not going in to be a normal commentator like I think like this is kind of what you could, should have expected I suppose but people are not going to like that I know for a fact but I don't know uh, like I, I think it's it's like getting mad at a dog for barking like that's what they do you know that's what snoop dog has been brought in there to do so yeah look I, I would i thought i thought it was funny that he's actual commentary and stuff what he's saying about daniel Cormier and about mcgregor and stuff that's gonna kind of be too far because that's kind of just bullshit like he cut that out like but
1: yeah people saying i'll oh, get rid of him or whatever it's just just relax like relax
0: yeah relax yeah Take a take a fucking chill bit, okay, alright. Right, one thing, one one another person who needs or to sm- relax. Smoke some chronic as a single <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Uh, another man who maybe needs to relax a bit is your good friend. Another man you you shared an Instagram photo with, Polly Malinajy. To give us, give us, you have the floor here. Give us your take on Polly Malinajy, the whole situation.
1: Um, yeah, like <laughs> I chatted to Polly a few times in the gym and stuff. He seems like a really nice guy, and um, oh, he, he, he's oh, he's team
0: Hashtag team Mal, fuck's sake! <laughs> he seems like a nice guy and
1: stuff. I think he was coming in uh, expecting to uh, do very well and to dominate Connor in the sparring. And uh, when it went a complete opposite way, I think uh, I think his ego was hurt. And I think uh, I think uh, <laughs> he he went on every radio show he could go on and uh, was telling a lot of fibs and uh, making up a lot of stories. And uh, I think I think. Uh, the the the, fo- the photos and the and the footage that Dana released uh, kind of showed that what he was at least some of what he was saying, if not all of what he was saying was a uh, was it was a uh, not correct. But you know, you're taking shots to the head, so maybe maybe he remembers it differently. You know, uh, like Alice Rofey felt it happy. Remember, huh? yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were there. You, you saw it, Baron. I don't know how much you can tell us, but. How how correct was Malinaji in what he said and what I missed a lot of what
1: he said. I only thought there was so much of it that I couldn't keep up, especially when you're when you're working well, what he said what was he said was, he, said?
0: he said was the the first eight round spar was McGregor got the better of it. He didn't say he got destroyed or anything, but he said he didn't have oh my god power for the first eight round spar. The second spar he said McGregor did well for the first few round two rounds, I think it was the twelve round spar. No, more than two rounds, and in five rounds his Polly did well. And from five to oh no, sorry, from one to five, he said McGregor. It was even between him and McGregor. He said from five to ten, he got the better of McGregor, and the last two rounds, uh, McGregor came back, and that's where he hit him and stuff. uh, As far as I know, but what what do you think of that?
1: Well, uh, (laughs) um, I, I, you're obviously you're you're filming at the time. You're not exactly trying to score. You're doing other things as well, but you see what's going on like ninety percent of the time. And from what I saw, and from what from from what the other guys I was with saw. Polly didn't win around the whole time and the twenty rounds, uh, really? pretty clearly. Uh,
0: yeah, and like, what, what was his reaction immediately afterwards? Like, do you was he sound immediately like, afterwards? He...
1: At the, at, yeah, no, at immediately after, at um, he was, he was. I think, I think he. I don't know if he was just lying to himself or concussed or whatever, but he, straight away after the twelve round bar, he was like saying, Oh, you got the better the last few rounds, the last few rounds, and everybody was kinda like huh, and the other ones on the other rounds as well. Like what are you talking about?
0: Yeah. Jesus.
1: And like uh, there was like he apparently he was in a bit of a bad way, like uh, back in the sparring house and uh, the sparring partner's house afterwards and stuff. So like um like uh, I don't know what to say. He's 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 done well for himself. Like he's turned this into a, he's turned himself into a star. And in, in this, he he, ter- he was the main. People were talking more about Pauly. People were sending me messages asking me what happened. Was it a knockdown? All this stuff for people who you wouldn't expect to be messaging you. Mm-hmm. Um, people were asking more about Malinaji than they were about Floyd. So he did well for himself. I think. I think. Uh, I think he knows what he's doing. And uh, probably <laughs> he probably just knows that this is a, this is good attention for him that he may never get again, and he may be able mm-hmm. to set himself up for. About in the future, if uh, if Connor wants to come back to boxing, do
0: you think it affected Connor in any way or anything, or didn't make him happy, because it just made more fucking uh, people want to watch the fight more and stuff?
1: Yeah, I think I think Connor likes Paulie. To be honest, I think he, yeah. he finds it all funny and he, he he's amused by it. And uh, I think if if he didn't like Paulie, he'd uh, he'd immediately sue him for breaking his non disclosure agreement repeatedly.
0: Let's hope he <laughs> likes, Let's hope he likes you so after listening to this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose we leave. Oh, Jesus, people are sick of fucking Paul, you know, so I suppose we leave that behind. Well, what about the actual fight itself? I know you discussed it a little bit earlier on. What I, even coming in, coming into like you've been with him before and you've talked about it in the podcast before. And he it was funny, actually, he mentioned, the, I think for the first time ever, that he was sick on into the first Nate Diaz fight. And you'd said it on here before. What, how, what was he like going into this one? Was he, he was there any injuries, any sickness? Was, was he looking calm, and collected like all of his other fights, or did you notice anything different? <laughs> because, obviously, saw you walking out on, on the, the pay-per-view <laughs> i
1: actually still haven't seen it back yet for some reason my my uh, my sister uh, recorded the, the pay-per-view but then it disappeared from the planner or something like that something happened to it it just it, somebody deleted oh, it and owned up to it disappear. or something but, it, no it
0: only stays if you buy a pay-per-view it only stays for like eight days or five days or some shit oh really yeah. okay
1: okay that makes sense um so what was the question again
0: uh, how how was he looking coming in? Like oh yeah, uh, yeah, no,
1: he was razor focused. Obviously, there's a couple of niggles here and there, like any any camp, any fighter coming up any camp, on nothing serious. And uh, yeah, he was in he was in brilliant shape. His his boxing is is on a new level to even what it was before. His his footwork, his his patience, um, everything. He's just he's, he's come on leaps and bounds uh, in in the boxing. Obviously, he put he put what seven weeks into it or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he he always makes massive strides uh, between fights. Even even obviously in his MMA career, he's he's always done that. Obviously, he didn't do that when he rehabbed his knee, but he uh, he's done it in in all his other camps, and this this camp was no exception.
0: Yeah, even last week, since uh, I suppose we move on to the fight and pass it. Like, last week, since Barr was on, a lot of things have come out, and I was on a couple of radio shows and different things, and a lot of people's takes coming out of the fight. Well like. What was your second fight? Do you think it was a moral victory? Do you think that Floyd was just wetting, mm, letting him win earlier? No. Go on. Um,
1: I think uh, I, I don't think this letting him win thing is, is is ridiculous. Like you're gonna drop three, possibly four rounds, and then some people saying like the, the fourth is really close and the eighth was really close. I kind of was, as I'm saying earlier, I was I was kind of expecting the judges to go any close rounds to Floyd, and I wasn't surprised that they did. But um, I thought the first three were really clear, and I thought uh, it was a. because it was ridiculous that the judges only one judge I think was it one judge gave yeah, all only three. One judge, yeah.
0: I think most. That, people that's, that ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, yeah.
1: that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That like they're lucky it didn't go to a decision. Oh, well, there probably would There would have been no repercussions anyway. But you'd hope that people would be open arms about that, but they're but they're not. But, um, I also thought the stoppage was very early. I thought uh, it it wouldn't have been stopped the other way around, um, in the exact same situation and. i I just uh but you know this is boxing like boxing is this is this stuff is known to happen in boxing (laughs) a lot
0: Yeah.
1: yeah
0: i thought the stoppage was grand i thought like for me look mcgregor or mayweather had his game plan but that doesn't mean you should take away mcgregor's credit for actually winning the rounds, like you know, he, he still won the round. Like, imagine if McGregor had won the first three rounds and didn't knock him out. Would people be saying, "Oh, Floyd was letting him win and he got caught," or would yeah, they said, "Oh, it's, McGregor it's, won the first ridiculous. three rounds and knocked him out"? Yeah, you, know, you know, it's it's people i think that has come on an awful lot because it's obviously a novice boxer oh no boxer against 40, 50 no no now and that's unfair like if, if you if anything you know that's like harshly judging someone like that if anything you should be judging him the other way you should be saying like you can't believe that this guy who's never boxed before actually won three rounds and i like i, I wrote a column for Shardog and i mentioned this last week if anyone's uh, listening again i apologize but like that people were building him up too much before and i know like we were talking coming in you thought he'd he'd do uh, kind of about what he did really as you mentioned it was your prediction but a lot of people were saying oh he's going to knock him out early you know he's going to rough him rough him up he's going to bring in this disruption bullshit and uh, you know (laughs) one of that like i think anyone realistic like okay the puncher's chance i thought i think everyone agreed with that but people were saying he was going to knock him out like they were like oh he's he's gonna win this fight his price was unbelievably low like it was insane and i think that actually took away from how well he did and like if he had won it would have taken away from one of the most insane shocks in the history of sports like it's up there with leicester yeah. city that's what it would have been. and i think the fact that he did well one three possibly four rounds it, i think people are underestimating that how good that actually is to even yeah. do, boy, do people
1: these people yeah, but, that are pushing that narrative do they really think that this this 49 and all at the time now 50 and all guy who is known for or is accused of hand-selecting everything, making everything on his terms in order to protect his record and protect his undefeatedness, is going to drop three, arguably four, of the first four rounds uh, and then... uh, Risk like another couple of rounds, a draw or an- anything like that, or is he going to take a couple of big, sh- big enough shots on the chin yeah. when he's an- a fighter who's known to be in a ridiculously boring fights or bouts because <laughs> because he doesn't want to get hit at all and he's super defensive when he he doesn't want to get hit. Like he- the guy doesn't want to get hit. He didn't go out there with the intention of I'm going to let him hit me for three, four rounds and in the eighth round and it's ri- it's absolutely ridiculous, to be honest.
0: Like, I thought the biggest problem with the, the coverage and everything of this was people were so one-sided. And people listen to this might think, oh, they're very one-sided They're giving McGregor all the credit. But, like, I was criticized coming into this by a lot of people for being too one-sided, like, in favor of Floyd and for saying, like, that I thought McGregor had no chance and things like that. But you have to be fair and look what actually happened. Like, if I'm saying he had no chance before and I, I didn't think he'd win around, and then he goes out and wins three rounds. Like, you have to say that's insane. Like, and I don't like. I, for, I think that's the right position to have, like because if you the you ha, if you had the position coming in that he was going to win, you know he's going to win by decision, he's going to beat him in every round, he's going to knock him out, whatever your position was, and then he doesn't win even though he won a couple rounds, you're you're going to be oh this, he didn't do that well, you know he was he didn't look good in there, you know was doing his and I don't think that's that's the correct position to have, you know I, I you have to give credit where credit is due, and I don't I think people are like too caught up in what they they want or you know rather than looking at the actual reality of the situation beforehand and, and afterwards. And I think...
1: They're looking to, to, to confirm their biases yeah, already.
0: Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, you, I was on a radio show there and, and uh, with uh, what's his, Darren O'Neill, I think he was a boxer, and uh, on 2FM, and he, he said that may, after 30 seconds, Mayweather had him figured out and the fight was as good as over. Or something. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, when I was gone off the radio as well, he also said that Vas- Vasily Lamachenko the boxer, had done a bit of wrestling before and that if he went to UFC, be able to beat mcgregor and uh, I, i'm it's, I, i'm actually kind of glad i was an onward i don't know how i would not have cursed on national radio that said that like so so dumb but like th- that, that was a big problem as well coming in i think like mma people have an understanding that and it, it, it might be a little bit annoying at times that if this was a real fight you know and not about as you like to like to call it. we know we all know what happened fair enough but i think boxing people I think they kind of understand that, and that's why they're they're so like they're so not hurt by it, but they're so afraid of MMA. They're like they're so afraid of getting exposed. But like they they should have no need of that because boxing is what it is. Like it's it's a form of fighting. You know, it's it's the strict rules to fight under MMA has strict rules as well, but a lot less rules. It's more of a close to a fight. But that you know, since MMA has come in, and I saw a few people talking about this, boxing is still strong but MMA has kind of taken over, definitely in a popularity sense with, with young people and all that, and it's it's a threat to boxing, and I think uh, uh, going into the fight, a lot of boxing people were very, very threatened by this actual fight, and afterwards, I think they're even more threatened because McGregor did well, you know, and that that's I think that's very worrying. It's a weird thing, because you can almost know truth from anywhere, in this because the MMA side are being very weird about it, and a lot of people are, you know, like the, the likes of Brendan Schaub and people like that, just... The coverage was terrible from a lot of people, and the boxing coverage was kind of the scared kind of coverage. So you didn't really have a great anywhere. What was your take on the takes?
1: I missed a lot of the takes when I was over in Vegas. I wasn't really on the on the internet as much as I was, but the ones I did see were yeah. People seemed to be very sure either way. And yeah. the one thing that I was thinking is like we've never seen this before. So how are people so sure either way? Like did people not, like I think it exposed a lot of people as uh, being just uh, not very Fraud. intelligent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely agree. And anything else before we move on to, to back to some MMA? How Anything else you want to add from your week? Any shout outs uh, you want to give to any people? Hmm, or anything? No, no, not really. What about your friend Steven Espinosa? What about <laughs> I got to say about Steven? Yeah,
1: me and Steve, we're best mates. <laughs>
0: Fucking weasel. Uh <laughs> right, let's uh anything else. Go on, yeah. You surely have something else? You surely have a funny story or something to tell us or you know um, some mad mad thing uh, that happened over there. Go on. And many and... hookers around the place, or cocaine, or anything like that, or.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they say what happens in <laughs> Vegas stays in Vegas, don't they? I'll,
0: do I'll take that as a yes. So, uh, okay, we Thank we'll move know, on. If you yeah. any questions, any questions for Graham for next week? Uh, you know he's fucking famous now on pay per views and everything. Send him in. Sure, I'm always. I'm always in the you.
1: background. <laughs> and walk out too. you, know. I <laughs> like lurking lurking around in the background.
0: <laughs> you do, you do. Um. Let's talk a little bit about Irish MMA while you were away. A couple of things happened. Um, did you see the Peter Quigley fight last week? The biggest, shock, the biggest
1: week? shock in uh, Irish MMA was uh, Sean actually attended an event.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Go oh, on. We we'll talk about that. So it was. It was a pretty. It was a good event, I suppose. Apart from the cage boxing. Do you want to explain to people there in case they don't know what we're talking about? Well,
1: well, you were there, so
0: you can probably say it better what happened. Well, Will Flory was supposed to have an MMA fight, and his opponent pulled out uh, like three days before, so Johnny Jitsu, John Redmond stepped in, and they had a. Uh, a white collar boxing match, so it was a boxing match with no shoes on and bare feet in a cage, um, and it was, you know, it was pretty badly refereed, there was a couple of knockdowns where Johnny Jitsu's hand kind of hit the ground, and uh, I can't remember now, I'd have to go back and watch it again, but uh, they weren't called knockdowns in the first round, then he went into the second round, and he got knocked down again, and they stopped it, like, it, the first round is very few with those knockdowns, right, but no one, you know, there wasn't, no one was really hurt or anything it didn't look good to be honest now and um, i know a lot of people have seen it but yeah look yeah well, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't
1: know like uh, maybe like you know bad refereeing happens happens all the time you just uh it's, it's 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 weird that it was like right after an mma event in the in the same cage but yeah like it's just it was a strange and uh
0: I think the yeah. thing is like it, it just can't happen again like just jesus stop you know the, i know it's shit if your your opponent pulls out but you like going in there for a boxing match in a cage like that's not Harvard have a jiu-jitsu match or something i'm sure johnny Jitsu would have done a bit of jiu-jitsu against him or something like but if you're that bad you know really down to, to uh compete but you you know stuff like that isn't you know isn't good to do and I think, you know people have moved yeah, on that's, that's uh, good. yeah
1: yeah like that's a good point like a grappling match like we've seen that happen before where guys are meant to be on the card and their opponent pulls out and they get put in like a a no gi ADC U T rules or an EBI rules match and it, it, maybe the MMA fans don't don't uh don't love having a having a grappling match in the middle of an event, but the the fans that have that have paid to come see that particular guy are, yeah. are then are then appeased
0: yeah it was a good event apart from that anyway you know lots of good fights and well very very well ran huge crowd there There was a pitcher actually cage legacy put up the other day it was fucking i'm not sure how many people were there i am um i might ask him but there was seven eight hundred maybe there i think but so it was, it was a huge crowd and i think they're coming back again either later in the year or early next year to cork so i'll be there again hopefully if that comes back um and you know Oh, fair play, uh, Peter queeley Did you see his fight last week over in over in Russia. Actually,
1: just watched it today. Um Me too. Uh, it was very, very, very close rounds. Rounds are close. Mm-hmm. I think. I think it, when when you when you're in a lot of decision uh, just fights that go to the decision, like Queeley really is you're you're always going to end up with getting a couple of close decision losses. When especially when in little 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 things like maybe. I think three or four times in, in the in the fight, Queely threw leg kicks and ended up kinda of slipping and yeah. ending on his back. And it was kind of the most dramatic moments of the of the of the fight. So it's just them little tiny, unfortunate things or little slips or whatever that uh that probably edged it for your man on the judge's card, but it's 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 always harder. I always find it harder when I know the result to watch back the the fight and score it like I would live because I don't have like I don't know the result and I don't know like I'm I don't know. It's I always find it harder. To make a decision, I think it's it's strange, but um, it's just it's just them little tiny little little things um, mm-hmm. in a really close fight that the judges will remember. Maybe if if Creeley had uh, mixed in a, a takedown at the end of one of the rounds or two of the rounds, uh, maybe twenty seconds ago, even just get a takedown, you don't even need to get any grander pound going. That would would have been the most dramatic moment of the round. So. But it's obviously as it I think as a uh, Luca Luca from S V G once said, "Ah, uh, it's easy it's easy to be the the general after the war or after the battle."
0: That is that is very true. Look, I, I agree I agree with everything said. I think the only clear round was the first round for Queeley. I think he won that pretty well. I think the second round was very close, but I would have uh, given it to Begedov. I believe his name was. The third round, it was literally could have gone to either guy. There was once, and I'm not sure if he actually knocked him down, or. Or, or if he slipped or what, the cameras were terrible it was like you know it was changing all over the all over the place um, they also
1: caught into the crowd at one stage in the middle of the round moment. i was like oh yeah. come on
0: and cu- queely went down at one stage i'm not sure if it was a knockdown or if it was a slip or what it was because the cameras were so bad but as you said that was kind of that to me looked like the biggest thing that happened in the round. It might have only been a slip or anything, but I'm I'm not sure. But I think that's that's what's fair. But the judges' cards were like really weird. It was I don't know, was there 10-8 or was there like 10s or something in it? They were, they were being read out in Russian so but they sounded One of them was a draw. Weird.
1: One went out of yeah, the draw, draw, I think. Yeah. One out of thirty twenty eight, I think. And then I didn't hear the other one.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, they were really, really weird. But like on, on Peter Queeley's game, it's it's weird because I think he's actually improved as a fighter. And I'm like, I've probably watched more of his fights than anyone else outside the UFC, maybe since covering for the UFC Africans of years ago and even before that. But it's weird. He's, he's, I think he's improved as a fighter, but his results have gotten worse. Uh, and I like, I think he. That he needs to take credit as well for the guys. You know, he fights a lot of tough guys, and I, I don't know if this guy was maybe the toughest guy he fought, but he was actually he was a good fighter. You know, it was a good fight. But like, I don't know the team. I is think that's one of them
1: fights where maybe if if you fight that guy not in in your home territory, you probably get that decision. And yeah. he's done done that a few times. Like, and he's gone off to to Africa. Portuguese he's gone off or Portugal or. That was more. That was more Peter actually. But yeah, you're you're always taking a risk that you need to be dominant, and even if you are dominant, you you might still not get the decision. You, like, you, you, I think you, the, I think the guys know that going in though.
0: So like, yeah, fair pay really like, for
1: taking all these all these fights against these guys yeah, that you know, where 100%. he knows the others are against them as well. Like.
0: You think about it, like I, I just look at these fights as well, and I'm like. He does a lot of things right but i don't know he like he's a very very he's unbelievably good cardio and it was something maybe he was criticized before far before but it, like he kept going for three full rounds moving non-stop and and he hadn't shown really no signs of slowing down he did uh, was his last fighter to fight before as well you know putting all these rounds in are helping him but i don't he seems to be, I don't know, does he put out too much effort or something in his movements? It's like, you know, he, he's constantly like moving up and down, really light in his feet. And then when he has to plant his feet to throw a shot, I don't know, do they see it coming or something? I don't know, it, it seems to be something just, I don't know, maybe that's too yeah. simple to look at or something. But from, maybe it's,
1: yeah, from what you're saying, you're kind of saying that it's all there, but it's not clicking for him or yeah. some way. Yeah, maybe it's, I don't know, like, this is complete <laughs> speculation, but uh, maybe maybe it's like a mental thing or... Uh, it's 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 really strange. Like, I think maybe this is again conjecture, but uh, I think uh, maybe he thought he was going to be in the UFC and he kind yeah. of has a big let letdown. Maybe he hasn't been able to focus as hard because he he was so close to the UFC and he thought he was going to get there, and then it kind of seems like he has to build up again. Maybe it's yeah. a motivational. I don't know. It's it's something isn't clicking. Like yeah. You know,
0: I think it's all like Own Roddy and John Kavanaugh haven't been around that much like uh, as well. That that can help, like, you know, especially Owen Roddy. I think it's you know, I think he's very good takedown offense and he's good wrestling and stuff, but Roddy not being around maybe to improve his striking and McGregor not being around as well. That, you know, that that can't help either. I know there's other good guys there as well training, but you know, they're, they're some of the uh Owen Roddy especially like he's striking as some of the best uh, striking coaches in the world, but Yeah, you were mentioning as well there, I think, you know, maybe strategy as well. I think John Cavanaugh, that's what he's best at, you know, giving guys good strategy. And maybe that's another thing. Maybe if you added in a couple of those takedowns, maybe there, you know, there's a chance for him to improve in, in that aspect. But, like, skills have been improving and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's... Look, you'd hope it to turn around for him. I'm always I saying, and I said it about uh, Ben Forsythe as well a few weeks ago, and he said he wouldn't do it. But like, take a few easier fights. I know they hate doing it, like, and uh, all these guys uh, talk about they hate it, But maybe you need to do that. Get one or two wins, and then get you know get yourself a, a bigger fight against one of the good guys on a Bamish or uh, over on fight yeah. nights as well, and you know, build yourself it's back kinda, up. It's
1: kind of it's. I'm not a big boxing expert or anything, but I think like when guys do lose, kind of they give them a couple of nice tune ups just to build the confidence back up and. Just kind of get back to that kind of momentum, of the winning momentum. So maybe, like, yeah, that could be a good idea to take some some easier opponents.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sinead Kavanagh as well had a fight in Bellator. I didn't, you you haven't seen that fight, did you? I didn't get to see it. I actually haven't
1: seen it. No, no. I had a little look for it a couple of days after it, but I couldn't find it.
0: Yeah, well, it's on Bellator, so we'll probably never ever see it. But uh, <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> that's unfortunate. But I, I saw people. I, I looked try to look for it on Twitter. I was trying to look for a video on Twitter, and I saw people saying it was a really good fight and congratulating yeah. both. So uh, um, uh, I'll, I'll have another look for that uh, at some stage as
0: well. Yeah, Paul. Um, Paul. What's it? Brian Moore? Why do I call him Paul? He's he's talking about having a fight booked as well. Obviously, the uh, um, Bellator coming back. Um, KSW are coming over as well. Uh, James Gallagher is going to be, obviously, headlining the Bellator card. We're going to probably have a lot of Irish guys in that. Paul Redmond is talking about getting the Bama card and he's, they want to put him on the Newcastle card. you see that? And Niall put it up and they, they were kind of trying to refuse to give him a fight on the Dublin cards. What do you think about that? That's a bit weird. Um, well, like,
1: I can understand kind of both sides of it because uh, like if, if there's nothing in the contract about where where he fights like Bama or where would well he rights to, to put him wherever they, wherever they want and you know, he's a ex-UFC guy. He's a kind of well-known do um, casuals. We're not well-known, but he's maybe because because he's been in the UFC. People kind of give that a bit more. A bit, I think maybe it sells a few more tickets. Maybe they think Dublin's going to sell it either way, and they, mm-hmm. they don't. They could do like who knows what their strategy is. Maybe they're they're testing they testing the waters with that kind of thing. Like it's it's obviously Andy Andy Ryan isn't happy, and it sounds like from what Andy was saying that red's are not happy, but. Uh, it's tough because it's not on the contract. Andy seemed to say or or hint at that there was some kind of like a, a like handshake agreement or, or not even handshake agreement, but there was some kind of like words. They said that they would look after him, but after there was some incident with that, with a hotel or something. But you know, this is um, <clears throat> it's a tough situation. I can understand it from both both, both point of views. Uh, Bama are probably. I think Bama I think, Bama think that it's going to sell out either way, even if Fred's on the card or not. So
0: Yeah. They're sure with Bellator as well, so that's yeah, more than likely. A couple more things on Team Rhino side of it. Battlezone had a card uh, a couple of weeks ago. Lee Hammond uh, was fighting on that one again, and won one blonde cage legacy as well in uh, in a Jiu-Jitsu match. A Jiu-Jitsu match the, the day after. I know you've seen a lot of him, and, and McGahan used to be on here, obviously you've said a lot of big things about him. How good do you think Lee Hammond, did you think he could be one of the next big ones coming out? Of, uh, yeah, uh,
1: it, yeah that, was a, that was a very nice win over Alex O'Sullivan, uh, son of uh, Dino, who uh, is coach at a Cool MMA in Dublin. Um, I think he's had like 17 or 16, 17 amateur fights, Alex, and he's, he's got 12, 13 wins. Uh, he's beaten some tough guys. He always looks good. He's 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 well rounded. And <clears throat> but Lee Hammond is just so tricky on the ground. He's hitting barreng bolos. He's he's <clears throat> he's getting under people and arm barn He's he's just so tricky and dangerous. And I think he's really coming into his own. He, he he's he maybe at the start he was he, he didn't have really the basics of striking down, and he was more kind of flashy. And uh, uh he, but when he like he's kind of fi- he's fixing them holes in his in his game, <clears throat> and he's um. He's been in some some great fights, like Eric Nolan fight. Even though even though I actually Lee ended up losing that, he nearly had a, a knee bar a couple of times. He nearly had arm bars. He he's just he's just really tricky, and you don't want to go to the ground with the guy. So, um, he, he's definitely he's definitely uh, making strides, and he had a really good run in uh, the the IMMAFs where I think he made it to the final, and ended up losing a split decision, I I, I think, and uh, in a very close fight where, where he he could have won it a couple of times with, with submissions. So yeah, he
0: definitely has a lot of potential. Yeah, um battlezone as well. They were supposed to come to Waterford, but I believe that has been postponed now. So hopefully they will come back. Yeah, uh, it's nice to see uh monster getting getting events after, especially after they lost the All Ireland as well today. It'd be nice for him to have an All Ireland. So bring on to Limerick, Andy. Come on, come down, come down to Limerick. Uh, last thing as well before we move on to the UFC. While you were away, Neil Siri retired. It was his last fight. Well, give us a few words. Go on, give us another poem there, Neil Siri. Can I not
1: talk about Neil Siri now? No, no no, um, yeah, fucking hell. Um,
0: this is birthday as well during the And Carl Pinder's birthday. Happy birthday, Carl.
1: Yeah, Neil Siri. You know the only thing, good thing about him is he supports Liverpool. But uh, so. uh, <laughs> I know he's a he's a, he's a legend. He's he's he was written off for years because of his record or because because people just just he's too small or there wasn't there was no division. He was fighting up weights and he just kept trucking away. He's a real hard-nosed fucking bastard. He's he, he's like he preferred he preferred to win a or prefer to lose a great fight than than win a shit fight. He mm-hmm. he's just a unique character, and he's he's blunt. Um, he doesn't hold back. Like you know, he's he's telling people. Apparently, he's when people are arriving into Team Rhino to train. When after McGregor fights in the past, he, kids coming in or teenagers coming in or whatever, and he's telling them. You're you're never going to be Conor McGregor you still want to do this. He's just like, he's not, not, no bullshit. Like, he's basically just like, there is no other Conor McGregor. This is, this this isn't all glistening glamour. This is fighting. Like, if you still want to do this, then I'll help you. But don't be under any illusions kind of thing. Like, so he's just, he's just an honest, hardworking fucking Irish MMA legend. MMA, like he's, he's every, every, every MMA fight I've seen of his and every UFC fight I've seen of his has been entertaining. He's gone to try and win. He's, he's not, he's not trying to defend even even when he's on his back he's got an overhook and he's dropping out el- or he's hitting up, upward elbows he's he's just he was just great to watch and he's a, a unique character and there won't be another one like him either
0: that is true in fairness that is true you couldn't better put it better myself uh, even though i probably did a few weeks ago but uh we leave it out uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think I my nobody listened because i wasn't on the podcast so it's granted yeah that, <laughs> that's true if we forgot anything. At severely bad. Tell us, we'll we'll bring it up again next week. Right, let's move on to the. did we, we talk
1: about Conor getting eye poked repeatedly? Was I on for that? Oh yeah,
0: no, you weren't. Go on, what, tell us what you think.
1: oh that was ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did he get eye poked and he got his shorts pulled and everything? It was like succession, succession of fells in a minute
0: you're just a fucking spg shield. that's all you are now fuck it it six weeks with conor mcgregor and well, like you know if,
1: if, if, if the refs on the, and the review boards aren't, aren't gonna punish you for it it makes sense to, to do it if you're gonna if they're so. gonna let you away with it completely then what you're in a fight like i i can understand that like you know chad Menez was putting his hands into conor mcgregor's cut and into his eyes and stuff but that's like you know if the refs gonna let you away with it you fucking it's a fight
0: yeah uriah faber's all ready. against rivera that was that was an insane one yeah. remember that he you just get away with Pokemon it you know purpose,
1: like, yeah. you ain't cheating you ain't trying <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the last one especially in gonna that was really bad i thought the ones before that you can, you know you can explain away but the last one looked very very bad yeah i don't know yeah what can you like i i think your point the point the overall point of this is these, these review boards or whatever they need to be, if they're not don't exist they need to be set up and they need to actually do something when they are there like because what well, what one was it recently like there was it was clear as day, it shouldn't be, oh, I don't know, or one, did, whatever did one the it was.
1: Ellenberger, did the Ellenberger get his ankle stuck in the cage? Yeah, did that, that become really... a no contest or no. did that become a TKO?
0: No, it was a TKO. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if they're not going to overturn that one, then I don't think there's any point in having a review. <laughs> there
0: was actually, no, there was an even, wor- even worse on recently. I can't remember what it was, but like, oh, just just awful like, people doing it like they just shouldn't even bother they should just uh, they should just move on like you know if
1: what? a TV screen fell off and hit the fighter on the head and just killed him and would they be like get
0: a KO people are arguing with me oh he got his foot stuck there on purple it's Like it's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> if he, fell over the he spotted of a he... <laughs> weakness in the cage and nobody else had noticed before and he, he oh, over it's,
0: it's so stupid it's uh, like it is so so stupid Okay, move on. We'll let move on. Um DOC were in Rotterdam yesterday or what were they? Yeah, so Saturday. I uh, would wasn't a bad card. I didn't I didn't manage to check out all of it, but I saw what what I needed to see. Uh a few things. Uh, Marion Mario against uh, Talita Bernardo it was a pretty good fight. I thought Marion yeah. Nano did well to get the, the late finish um against a, an opponent who can't really strike, but was pretty good on the ground. It was excitement when it went to the ground. Um yeah, a very uh, late stoppage
1: as well. She she, she wasn't yeah, just holding she, on for the decision, She wasn't like leaving it in the judges' hands, as Dana would
0: say. Hundred percent, I agree. Uh, R- Husam Kabilov as well got a, another good decision there, and a guy a lot of people know, Michael Preser as well got a, another north south choke. I believe he's a couple of them now. Uh, um, that was at one hundred and fifty nine pounds for someone, must always weight, But I didn't see it, so I haven't a clue. Marbek tyson <laughs> as well, another good guy. He's he's a guy that. Wh- what do you think of Marbek tyson That KO was one of the best KOs. Of the year, definitely the up. Op- has to be up there for K.O. a year. Like he's a guy that yeah,
1: it looks really sharp, did not
0: Yeah, at lightweight, uh, he's a guy that that's definitely shoving up there now. He's you know tw- 27 and five is the record. He's he's only lost once in the UFC in what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fights. You know he ha- he has to be moving up there towards getting ranked anyway. What about about Marbek versus Joseph Duffy? What do you think of that?
1: Yeah, like I, I like I love watching Joe Duffy fight just because he has. I love fight, watching anybody fight who has a unique style. Like even like Ryan Hall, people seem to hate that stuff. I I love that. I think that's great. I I love just something different. Um, so I always enjoy seeing him fight. Yeah, so I'd love to see Duffy fight, fight fight anybody basically. But I think um, maybe Duffy might get somebody a bit more name value to the to the casuals. But who knows?
0: Throwing shade there at Mar- Marvick of <laughs> Well, like the casual,
1: I, I I've never had a had a casual bring up. Of like so,
0: uh. yeah, that is true. What about what about Darren Till? He got the, the UCI, unanimous division decision division against Borjan Uh Let me. I'll give you my take on this. I know I asked you, but I don't care. I'm going to take it anyway. I think Darren Till is one of those guys who looks really, really good. And he will look that good until he fights someone good, and I think he'll get absolutely destroyed. In I, I don't know. I just, I just have that feeling about him. I don't think his cardio is up to shape as well. For the way that he fights, he does a lot of movement. He doesn't throw that much out, but I think his striking is so, so good. Very, very precise. He hits hard. He's unorthodox as well. I think he's really, really good. But he, he leaves himself so open at times. So he, even against in this fight against a guy who isn't that good, he, he got his face was was. All reddened. His leg was fucked up. He kicked his leg so bad. People are going to look at that and keep kicking it again. Like I think he's so slick and he's so powerful that people kind of get afraid a little bit to to exchange with him uh, because he's so good. But when he gets against someone who's as good as him that person is going to be able to hit him more than Till can hit the, his opponent. And I think he's going he's gonna to end up getting knocked out badly or hurt badly in one of his fights uh, upcoming. Okay, I'm pretty sure
1: he's an experienced Muay Thai guy. Like These Muay Thai guys are kind of known for standing toe-to-toe and giving one to take one and yeah. stuff like that. So maybe when he knows that he's got the striking advantage, he's willing to do that. And maybe when he, he comes up against a trickier opponent, he'll know not to do that. Well, only time will tell. I think also... Uh, he uh he seems to look tired. A lot of multi guys seem to look tired and true. just really. being able to go through it and just keep keep throwing and he, I think maybe if, if Darren Till didn't throw as hard, uh he wouldn't get out of shape as much. And if he just threw it like eighty percent a lot of the time until he until he finds an opening. But, but you know, um what the fuck do we know? Like, you
0: know. That's very <laughs> fucking true. Uh, yeah, I like I agree with you, I think we've mentioned that before, he he definitely looks, but like, when you look that tired, if you're going into, say, a championship fight, where you're fighting four or five rounds, I think you will get fucking tired, you know, he he did it, he looked good for all those three rounds, slowing down a little bit nearly and naturally, like, but, yeah, I don't know, I just think, and I, like, your point as well about him changing to to fight different opponents, that's very, very possible, but, (laughs) in MMA, we live in a, MMA is a, a funny sport, because, if you're in boxing you see a lot of guys a lot of time like they might fight off the back foot they might you know they might change around fight in a different stance they might be very very defensive keep their hands up fight different ways in mma guys it takes very good fighters to fight different ways a lot of guys just go and like because i do my reviews or my previews for almost every card and look i look in depth maybe four four to six fighters on, on the card and people don't change that much in MMA. It's it's ver- like it's it's rare enough that someone comes out and fights totally differently, especially someone like Till, who is, you know, what have we seen in four or five fights now in the UFC and he's fought the same way in, in every fight basically. Like people can make little change ups and stuff, but uh, there's it's very rare like mcgregor does it john jones does it where they can change and, f- and fight yeah. differently another thing
1: though maybe you know i'm just my head now maybe like you know i don't know how much darren getting paid to show or win but maybe he's thinking i want that 50 grand bonus every time he goes in he's trying to get in yeah, these boy. wars because he's every time he's been in there he's been in a slugfest. fest and you know dana loves that loves that kind of fighter like you can stay around for for a long time if you uh if you impress dana in that kind of uh getting in wars like diego sanchez and, and like some of Dana's f- favorite fighters are these kind of fighters
0: so what you're saying is he's gonna go pure tyron woodley if he wins the title and we'll he'll just keep it for like five years being born <laughs> <laughs> possibly possibly uh, <laughs> what about your boy leon edwards i know you're a big fan of his brother as well good pretty good display i thought against brian Barberina, who's a guy who's very very tough to finish yeah
1: is tough as nails isn't he um but leon edwards took a huge shot at one stage and uh, did well did, like the ref looked like he, he was about to stop it a couple of times, but um, I think the shots from Barbarina at the ground pound were just so flimsy that uh, the ref was kind of waiting for, for Barbarina to land a decent strike and end mm-hmm. the fight and he just couldn't. He just kept uh, flurrying really badly. Yeah, I
0: agree. Sierra Bahar de Bahar Ha, Durzada went in against. Uh, you can edit that out there. Uh, <laughs> Rob Wilkinson uh, and and won with a late stoppage as well. And speaking of late stoppage, it was a fucking late stoppage by the referee. What did you think of that? I I, I was waiting for the post mortem to come to stop it. I thought it was. Thought it was horrendous
1: yeah yeah fucking bad refereeing like that's that's a a huge danger to to the fighters that people kind of overlook a bit like just a bad ref like a bad referee performance like obviously everybody's gonna make mistakes they're humans and stuff but the, the the referees that make constant mistakes or repeated mistakes need uh they need to be taken away for taken out of there for the safety of the fighters
0: yeah, I think it was Leon Roberts ref, and I, I think he's generally not bad, but he has done this a couple of times before. and uh, You know, the,
1: but you need, to, you need to, you need to, you need to be held accountable in some way. Yeah. You need to, like, if if maybe that if the ref afterwards had to go and explain himself to somebody or like write a report explaining why and all this stuff, maybe he'd be thinking, thinking he should have, he should have stopped the fight, and maybe in the future he'll be more. Like people, obviously, people complain when a fight gets stopped early or slightly early. But it's obviously better to stop it early than to stop it too late. Yeah, like we've obviously. seen boxing over the years; people boxing bouts stop way too late, and guys dying. And it's it, it, it's obviously really disappointing when a when a big bout or a big fight is ruined by a by a an early stoppage. But obviously, everybody would take that over a like a really bad late stoppage that, that ends up injuring somebody. But obviously, yeah. this, this this seems to be this guy's all right. Like, and most of the time, it's ninety nine percent of the time, it's all right. But it's uh, the, the the ref is uh is got to be on top of that. Like, you, you take no chances. Like, if 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 you're in doubt, err on the side of safety.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and in the main event was obviously Stefan Struve against um, against Vol- uh, Volkov in the in the main event. I, look, I thought it was a very very good fight, very enjoyable fight. I thought Stefan Struve was much improved in defeat. But it's so weird to see some someone so tall basically fighting a sharp man's game you know he was fighting kind of like jose aldo would try to fight uh, in kind of a might a very mighty stance with knees but with a lot less leg kicks uh which is something that if you're fighting in that fashion you have to throw leg kicks i think and i think that might have you know if he'd done that i think he could have won that fight um but coming into it, I thought Volkov is just... I, th- I think he's a better strategist uh, than Struve. And I think that's actually what what won him the fight. I think he's very tough. He's a very good jab. Hits hits pretty hard. Um, and, and just kind of walked through everything Struve hit. And, and hit Struve an awful lot as well. Even though, you know, it's a, t- it's a tough matchup, but Especially, you know, it's tough as well for guys that are so tall to fight against other guys that are so tall because they're not used to seeing it, you know. But I was I was very impressed with both of them. I thought it was a very good fight. And I think uh, Volkov is, is up there now. He could could be next for Francie.
1: Yeah, I think the style matchup was 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 nice for Volkov. He's a he's better fight IQ, and maybe he struggles when he has to worry about the takedown. And I don't think Stefan Struve is really really after the takedown ever. I think Stefan Struve uh, just hasn't ever been able to use his ridiculous range. Uh, obviously, he didn't have that much of a range uh, advantage against Volkov, but in a, even in the past against really small guys that he's fought, he's had trouble uh, using his his massive. Uh, advantages in this side, so uh i don't think it looks like at this stage that he's never going to be able to to master that but he's always entertaining well he's usually entertaining shrew and he comes up with the odd uh the odd upset like against the uh, Stefan street or against uh Steve miocic
0: Stipe.
1: Yeah. i was telling everybody who would listen that Stipe is gonna win this put your money on that my mates when we were over at that and then fucking, i was completely wrong
0: <laughs> it was Man- that was in Manchester, wasn't
1: it? I think so. It was somewhere in the UK because I was over there with a few of my mates were over and they were asking me who to bet on, and I was like, Ben on Stipe, And then he fucking lost.
0: I remember that time, um, it was uh, whichever fight it was in that that uh Stipe fought in um in the UK. <laughs> I remember I was, I was on the UG at the time and I said, uh, people were complaining about it, and I was like. What, oh, like, stop, why are you complaining about this? Like, Stephen Miocic is a future UFC champion. I was like, ah, I found it then. I, like, put a screech out of it after, after he won the championship. I looked really good. You know, it was, like, years before he he actually um he actually won it. But, right, right, let's move on to next week's card. And it's a pretty good card. Like, uh, a lot of people are... Oh, there's actually... I'm looking at a few fights here that I didn't even know were on it. And uh, people have criticized this fight, saying they're burying, uh, you know, the top two fights, the, the kind of the two... Um, champions that are maybe not in the UFC or Dana White's good books, but it's a pretty, pretty good card uh, all the way down, looking, looking through it here, Cajun Johnson is back, another guy who's had a bit of trouble with the UFC, Gavin Tucker was very very excited,
1: also Johnson's also had a lot of trouble with uh, the pronunciation of Ray Borg's name, Ray Borg Ray, is Borg. It?
0: Ray Borg you mean, yeah Ray Borg, um, yeah, <laughs> we get to that it's like a Sarah Rice fight and Ashley Evans made a good fight Henry Sahuda against Wilson Hayes that's a tremendous fight, who do you think wins that one?
1: um actually sean sean humes humes has an article uh breaking down henry cejudo's game and kind of uh, predicting how, or technically breaking down how he thinks this fight will go um i won't give it away until it comes out but uh i'd say i'd say cejudo I, i'd pick cejudo but to to box him a bit and to get takedowns to secure ends if he has to but he probably won't have to and he'll probably just be able to win the striking battle but Wilson Hayes though is very is is dangerous on on the feet. He throws hard uh, shots and he's dangerous on the ground. So I would it wouldn't I wouldn't, wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be too confident in that one.
0: Yeah, I love that fight. I think Cejudo wins. I think his hands improved an awful lot. Uh, he showed him in his last fight against uh, Joseph Benavides, I believe it was. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that one. I think it's I'm a big fan of both those guys. Looking forward to it. Sarah McMahon is back again in a bantamweight fight against Catlin Vieira. Jeremy Stevens and Gilbert Melendez bought at Federate, former lightweight Gilbert, This is Gilbert Melendez's first fight at Federate, I believe, wasn't it? And actually, Paul Hughes was over there training with Gilbert Melendez during the summer. He was, I think he was over in a J1 or something. So that's that's fun. Uh, who do you think will win that one, Stevens and Melendez? Uh, I, def-
1: I, I definitely pick uh, Melendez at 155. And I'd probably pick him at 145, but there is that, like, you know, cutting that extra, he's not, a, he was ne- wasn't was ever, like, oh, he needs to move the featherweight when he was that lightweight. So uh, it'll be a tough cut for him. And sometimes when these guys make the make the cut for the first time or for the first time in years, it, 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 it noticeably affects them. But Jeremy Stevens kind of throws very hard at the start of fights and kind of gasses himself out. And um, I think, uh, <laughs> I think, um, I I think, He's the fighter on the roster with the most, or with the most UFC and WEC losses combined.
0: Oh, really? Hashtag I think so.
1: Yeah, I think somebody posted that a few months back.
0: Yeah. So uh, uh,
1: he's he gets in good scraps, but uh, he usually ends up losing them.
0: <laughs> I think he's gonna win. I have a feeling. I, I think Gilberto Mendes might be a little bit shot. Um, you know, he's not the same for the last couple of years I don't think and he's like he's shovelled on he's had an awful lot of fights uh, and you know, an awful lot of wars as well but yeah I think it's yeah. I think, I think it's, his the,
1: fundamental boxing will, will be able to defend the, the, the loaded up telegraph shots from from Stevens if Stevens can't get the job done early and I think it's hard to get the job done earlier for
0: 145 pounds yeah, Ilir Latifi as well against Tyson Pedro. I like that fight. I'm a big fan of Tyson Pedro. I think Ilir Latifi is the toughest fight he's had. Yeah, this
1: is a really tough one. Tough yeah. one to pick. Like, I don't think, it, I think, I think he's so so strong and all that. But I just think Tyson Pedro has made such improvements and he's looking he's looking very very good.
0: I think and Tyson yeah, Pedro, I think Tyson Pedro's going to spark him early.
1: Yeah, but you're the T. like he's a he's a big unit. If can get get you down and wear you down a bit, like, but yeah, no, I definitely have to go with Tyson Pedro, and he, he seems to be making massive improvements
0: uh, all the time. He'd get you apart, that Uh Neil Magley against Rafael dos Anjos. I think I have if, to go RDA there. Yeah, I think it's one where it's difficult. It's hard to know what RDA will show up. Sometimes he looks good, you know. Some since he lost <laughs> since he lost the title and uh, he lost uh, the ability to. Uh, the other stuff over the last few years he hasn't looked as good at times but um yeah i think look i think if neil magne can catch him drag him down and take him down he can beat him uh but we'll know that very quickly i think within the first minute minute and a half of this fight we will probably know who's gonna win uh, yeah magne's a very good fighter very very tough guy you know but i i'd agree with you as well i think, I think Magny
1: will, will beat like kind of all the, the non-top top guys and he he struggles then when he comes up against the, the really good guys and obviously Ordier is, is up 15 pounds. He obviously fought there in the last fight as well, but uh, he's going to be a little bit smaller than Magny. But I think uh, I think his well-roundedness uh, will we'll see him through and it's, it's toughness and I think he'll probably win a 30-27 or 29-28 decision. I
0: agree. Right then the two title fights. Um... Amanda Nunes against Valentina Shevchenko, this fight was obviously supposed to happen a a couple of months ago at uh, UFC, uh, god I don't know, UFC something, but uh, yeah, look that up yourselves and find out (laughs) it's happening on on Saturday night. Look, we obviously saw this fight happening once before Amanda Nunes won it, Uh, she won a lot of the early parts by getting uh, Shevchenko on the ground wearing her out. Uh, uh Well, give, putting a lot of damage on her, but I think Amanda Nunes actually kind of wore herself out physically, and uh, Shashenko came on late and was maybe closer to stopping when it ended, and the, the, she won on the ten by most system. Going in here, I think the five rounds makes makes the big difference. I think it'll be the same. I think Amanda Nunes is a fast starter. She'll try to f- start fast. I think she'll try to conserve her energy a little bit more. But I, I think if if she does that, it might take away from what Actually, makes her great, and that's that is starting fast. That is trying to take people out. But I think Amanda Nunes is probably you know she has the gifts of power uh you know of putting people kind of to sleep of of you know playing the kind of the shark game whereas she has the technique she plays the long game i think she's over five rounds i find it very hard to pick anyone against her in the ufc bantamweight division uh i'm you know I, we spoke about this a little bit beforehand as well and i think we spoke about it a few months ago i think it's a very very close fight. i'm just just kind of leaning shevchenko i think what do you think yeah,
1: it's a, it's a really tough one. I, I've been kind of, ever since it was announced the first time, I've kind of been going back and forth, and I, I I can't remember exactly what I think I might have picked Shushenko the last time when it was meant to happen, but I think I'm going to go with Nunez this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the early onslaught from Nunez is, is 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 always going to come, and she may put uh Shushenko away there, but even if she doesn't, um, she may um she may take some of the explosiveness and energy out of both of them in the in in the process, and uh. Uh, hopefully, I I don't know if it was confirmed why she pulled out of the last one, I think she probably had a bad weight cut, that was kind of the general consensus, was it? Uh, I
0: don't know, Yeah, why did she pull out of the last fight, was it?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I think it's because she had this nasal disease thing where she was... Um, what her breeding, you know, it was fucking up her breeding and stuff, and I I don't think she's got surgery on it yet, but I think she's been on uh, steroids and stuff, well, legal steroids, uh, we <laughs> and um, that's cleared it up a bit. But yeah, that was it. I don't think it was a weight or anything like that. Okay, well,
1: yeah, um, she she does seem to, to either cut a lot of weight, or she, I don't know what the reason. Maybe she doesn't cut a lot of weight, but she she seems to gas out in in fights. But I think she's uh, been improving steadily as well. I, I think it's a really tough one to pick. But uh, if I had a free bet and same odds. They'd probably go with uh, probably go with Amanda Nunes, but not with much confidence. But uh, maybe she could go out there and knock her out in the first round or TKO in the first round. She's always very dangerous at the start of fights.
0: Yeah, I agree. What about the main event? What's your what's your take on that? Obviously, Ray Barge coming in here against uh, Demetrius mouse Johnson, who's looking to make history uh to to get the most consecutive ufc title wins in history do you think it's gonna yeah be I, think, uh,
1: I think yeah i think it's a nice it's a nice, a nice one for him to get the all the record i think i think the style suits the style matchup suits demetrius johnson i don't think he offers anything weird like tim elliott did or he doesn't have a size advantage or he doesn't have i don't think he has any advantages over demetrius johnson so i think uh if demetrius this is demetrius johnson's fight to lose uh if he loses it, it's probably because he made a, a big mistake or he got caught, which which can always happen. But at 125, it's much less, much less, less likely to happen.
0: Yeah, I tend to I agree. Uh, look, um, I, look, I think what Borg is good at is being good at everything. But Mindy Mouse is the best at being good at everything, <laughs> if that makes any sense. He said, you know, I think he's just he's the most well-rounded fighter in the world. Like, uh, going against Wilson Hayes, you know he's really, really good jujitsu. Maybe you could say if he gets him in jiu-jitsu exchanges, he can beat him, or if, like a really good striker. If he beats him there, you know someone like a John Lenker or something maybe he could knock him out. But I think what Borg is good at is being well-rounded, like Mighty Mouse. And there's no one better <laughs> at being like Mighty Mouse than Mighty Mouse. So yeah, I definitely think, yeah, I definitely think. Uh, I definitely think Any more thoughts on
1: that? Yeah, it's very hard to pick against the the number one ranked uh, pound for pound guy. Uh, when, he, when he's going up against a, what is it, a plus 800, plus 900 underdog. So uh, I don't think there'll be many people picking Ray, Ray Borge, as a DJ would say, in this fight.
0: <laughs> i agree right let's move on to the questions questions this week again are brought to you by at john sports Reds over on instagram twitter john-sportsreds.com for all your illustration design needs check him out give him a bit of business he's a good irish guy blown, working long uh car i actually think he's in limerick now so for bet him no relation but a big fan, a fan of severe man the podcast as well so check his stuff out john-sportsreds.com uh sweet jp at underscore sweet underscore JP are you happy for MMA to return to normal I presume he's talking about after the, the May with her McGregor mm. there is no
1: normal in MMA that's why it's so much fun
0: that is that is very true like the unfortunate thing is all well, there's no great i like the card next week but it's not like a get you out of your seat kind of card if there was one of them coming up i think it'd be easier to do it but there really isn't anything for for a good oil. so yeah i'm happy for it to come back i miss like watching fights it's just so much better even watching shit mma than, than watching boxing i like boxing i'm a boxing fan but anyway. Look, for my taste, MMA is just so much better to watch. You know, and, I know, As I say, I'm a big fan of boxing, but yeah, I'm happy for it to, to be back. Uh, Harry Powell, do you think McGregor does a DS3, Paulie, or Tony slash Kevin Lee fight? What do you think, Graham? I mean, we discussed this in the podcast last week. But,
1: who will he fight next? Yeah. Um, hmm. It's a really tough one. Um, I don't know if, uh, <laughs> if, if Nate Diaz is, like, I think he deserves 20 or 30 million, but... If the UC are gonna to have to pay Connor more, Connor has a contract though, it depends. It's, it's a lot of things up in the air. Like I don't think they're wanna gonna want to pay twenty odd million to Nate Diaz. But um that, that probably will be the f- the fight that the fans want the most, maybe, from from what I've seen online. Um I wouldn't rule out Tyron Woodley if he if he's there. Um he just you just never know what Connor he, he he's always got a plan, but he, he keeps it close to his chest until 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 he uh until it's signed, it's really tough. It's really tough. um I think Nate is a front runner, but he may be the UFC may see it as uh, him pricing himself out if he if he stands firm on the twenty odd thirty million uh, demand.
0: I think if GSP beats Michael Bisping, I think that fight could happen. I think Mugger could fight a middleweight for the Middleweight title. That may seem insane, but this yeah. is kind of and He could, could go for a
1: welterweight as well and try to go for four belts. Like that's a kind of ridiculous character and drive and. Uh, uh, risks the Conor will take.
0: Yeah, it's it, that. Like, if I was saying that about anyone else, I tell myself to shut the fuck up that I'm an idiot. Like, but <laughs> like I, <laughs> and I suppose they're similar enough size anyway. I know it's, it's going to be a lot higher, a bigger weight, but like they were. There was talks of him fighting before a uh, welterweight. Uh, JSP said before he can make one fifty five, and obviously that's McGregor's best weight probably. But yeah, I could see that happening. Uh Mr. Podge, hello, Mr. Podge, big great friend of the podcast at one, Mr. Podge. Uh, he caught tweet from Ian. Ian Kid saying uh, Tirinaball his urine test wouldn't show up in a blood test. Obviously getting at John Jones, and he said, "Are people gra- grasping straws? Seems uh, j- obvious. John is guilty. How long will he get? What, what's your take on this, Graham?" We um, this that last it's, it's, uh, I.
1: I haven't been on top of it like I usually would be being away and stuff. But I think uh, when you when you have previous, uh, even though one of John's previous, one of John Jones's previous uh, was a. Uh, 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 street drug and they never should have even tested for that or yeah. released that he failed for that uh, because he's not it's not a failure when you're allowed to do it at a competition so that was very strange but the, that's just people don't remember exactly what happened they just remember that he was caught for drugs and then obviously uh he got uh the the one that he tried to play off as a dick dick pill thing and i don't think many people were buying that and now it's a third time uh, it's 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 very strange. It seems to be a lot of strange things going on around it that he's passed all these other tests. Uh, uh, he's passed the surprise test, but not the schedule test, which is which is strange. But um, as long as if the, if the if the B sample comes back and it's positive as well, then I don't think anybody's going to believe in it. But if the B sample comes back and it's it's negative, then. There is there is like a small percentage chance I'm sure that like these tests aren't a hundred percent accurate like and things can get contaminated and If the chain of custody was broken like in the, the Nick Diaz case where they wrote his name on the on the form instead of his number Because right, you're not meant to know who it is anything like that, that happened he could get off But he's gonna he, uh, if if everything goes like it usually does where the b sample comes back and there's no chain of custody broken then he's gonna probably get Three or four years. If He's lucky Pat Lumval isn't there. he would probably get 20
0: yeah, pity, pity. Bring back Pat. Yeah, I, I think you can't give him benefit of doubt anymore. I think, you know, fair, look, if if it comes back, to the B sample, fair enough. But we can't, you know, I I know there's innocent until proven guilty, but like, how many times do you want someone proven guilty? Like <laughs> before there, you know, you start acting like they are guilty. So look, if the B sample comes back, we'll change our tune. But for now, I think John Jones should get a, a heavy ban, and uh, you know. Yeah, the, t- the test afterwards as well, Turin all the, the substance he failed for it's tested for in the urine so that's what he failed for but the test afterwards that i think ariel reported on that's a blood test so it wouldn't show up there anyway but all that that report was shown that nothing else was in his system that he uh, you know Chelsea had come out and said oh if they caught him for one thing it's it's the stuff they didn't catch him for which you want to be worried about so like that test kind of proved that he wasn't on anything else or didn't fail for anything else anyway whatever whatever, uh, way you want to think about it but yeah i don't think that was a major development but um yeah i suppose we'll be talking about john Jones a lot uh over coming weeks. Uh, uh, Philip O'Connor asks, is he a bad person for not watching the UFC Rotterdam card? Yeah, he definitely is. Steve, <laughs> Steve asks about, God, how did we forget this? We, we went through somehow, but here we go anyway. Makhmed Shapirov, our uh, short-time Shapirov, as I have christened him, Uh, how, do, how good does he look? I can't believe we passed him over. How did we do that? He was unbelievable. What do you think of him?
1: Yeah, I actually uh, didn't see the full fight, but I saw that somebody had put the highlights up on Reddit, and yeah, he looks uh he looks at to be loose and let, let, not afraid of letting shots go and unorthodox. And um, he definitely looks like he's going to be exciting. Maybe a bit like a bit like Pettis, as people are saying, or a bit like Yaro Rodriguez when he first came in. Maybe he's a bit raw still, but he he looks to have a lot of a lot of talent. And he looks he looks to be a uh, willing to take risks, which is always fun to watch
0: i'm worried a little bit because he has all he's all the tools he's a good wrestler he looks good at jiu-jitsu on around a little he li- likes to let ride out a bit too much in wrestling and maybe he could get caught by a jiu-jitsu guy but that's something you can definitely improve on when, when he gets more experience as well His striking is just unbelievable looks to hit hard you know it's wacky kind of striking throwing all different sorts of kicks i'm worried about mark henry being his coach to be honest because mark henry is a guy ugh, i think he's a really good coach like if you're if you wanted someone to teach you how to do something, I think Mark Henry is probably one of the best coaches in the world, but I'm still very unsure over his game planning and stuff like that. I think that's a v- huge weakness in that camp for a lot of those fighters. And uh, that's the one thing to worry about when you have someone with salt hand like that, that can do everything. There's a fear they actually just go out and try to do everything. And that's, uh, that's, that's not what you want. Uh, that's not what you want a guy like that to do. You want him to win in, in, you know, in the best possible way. And, uh,
1: uh, well, in, fairness, in fairness to mark henry though like when he has when he has lost uh strategically in fights where or people have claimed he's lost strategically they have been in top level against top level guys like he seems to be able to you know uh get through the the top 15 guys up, to, up towards the top the top echelon guys uh handy enough not handy enough but he, he doesn't seem to have problems there with his game planning but it could just be it could just be the styles of the fighters were unfortunate or you know it's it, it's hard to know if it's if it's to mark anything or i wouldn't i wouldn't wouldn't be so sure that it's 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 a a lack of game planning
0: yeah i think up to a certain point i totally agree with you a little bit a little bit like darn till as well um i i agree i think he'll beat everyone up to a certain point but after a certain point i think um I think it will get shown up if his game planning isn't strong enough. Now, now, it might be, you know, or he might be just good enough to not need it, but I, I definitely think that, that could be a, a factor. Uh, Mixed Madzy Adzy asks about Zufa still being on stuff. So I asked actually someone about this, um, He Not The Face on Twitter, and he said, I think I think what he said at the time was um, WME IMG had actually bought the Zufa thing, so the, that's why it, it's still on it. You see it. Uh, Sully, ask what Darren Till versus Gunny Nelson, what do you think?
1: um whew, yeah
0: uh Hashtag yeah i
1: definitely watched definitely watched that i think ufc used to do winners against winners losers against losers but i think they kind of moved away from that a little bit but they, they, they probably still i haven't seen any numbers or anything i think they probably they usually still do do uh, loser against loser winner against winner when possible but uh like definitely it's a, it'd be an interesting fight like it, it would be a uh, It'd be a real test of, of both guys, really a, a real test of, of Darren Till. I don't think he's fought anybody at the level of Gunnar Nelson. Definitely hasn't fought anybody at the level of uh, grappling of Gunnar Nelson. So it would, yeah. it would tell us a lot about Darren Till if if he could. he could it'd tell us a lot either way. It would tell us a lot about about him if he, if he could win that. But um, maybe the, it'd be kind of throw him Till to the, to the wolves a bit early. You know, he Gunnar Nelson probably just most likely just take him down and submit him.
0: Daniel Mannix at Mannix knows will we ever see Dylan Chook or Peter Queeley in the UFC I don't know it's tough on Dylan Chuk. he obviously took a hard loss in his last fight and he took a lot of damage in his fight before with Adam Vintra so he's taking a good bit of time off from that which is a good thing to see I'm. Uh, it's hard to say with him it's, when he comes back give him one or two fights and then yeah. we could have a better range I definitely think he has the talent for Peter Queely I'd love to see Peter Queely going for tough I think that would suit him down to the ground. To be honest, I think, you know, put get him into a tough house, and it, it, maybe if he even sees a little bit of a different Sean from from a coach or whatever, maybe it could help him. You know, we were kind of talking about it earlier. If something might like kick in him, that might help. What do you think? To, would you? Do you think through him getting to the UFC? Um.
1: Yeah. Well, tough. Like, if, does anybody even watch tough anymore? And it's a brutal schedule. It's 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 uh yeah, i, I mean, think it's, unless it's the contract change anything, unless the contract has changed i think it's actually a bad contract you end up on i think it's like yeah. maybe eight fights a hundred grand like you know it's, it's a six figure contract but it's a, it's a terrible contract uh you might be better off just string if you can string a few wins together um it's a tough one it's a tough one because it is it is a grueling thing to go through and, and you do get stuck on a crap contract if you win it
0: Ah, uh, McLean. What's the best summer signing? He says Mo Salah? What do you think for Liverpool? Not just for anyone in the whole. Well, go both so, for Liverpool and in in the whole Premier League.
1: Um, mm, For the whole Premier League, it's a tough one. Um, who who are some of the front runners? I can't even.
0: Nemanja Matić, I suppose. Chicharito for West Ham, I suppose. Salah would be a good one for Liverpool. Morata, um, maybe. Uh, Lekezat. Uh, actually, uh, West Brom that winger. What's his name? I was getting his name, Krakowiak or something like that. He's a very, very good player. He player for PSG. Be able to, I think Matic yeah. for me. I think Matic. Is, I
1: think Mo Salah Actually, could be both because he, if if Liverpool are going to do well, it's 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 probably going to be because of his himself and Mane's pace. Yeah. Uh, it's going to cause a lot of trouble, and it's going to if Liverpool are to finally be able to beat these uh, these teams, that would like to sit back and. And get my behind the ball and hope that Minelli makes another blunder and make a victory. Um, that uh, if if Salah lives up to what he what he did last year in in Italy and what he's done so far in the Champions League qualifiers and in the Premier League, then um, he could be he could be very very influential. So yeah, I think that's a good shout. <sighs> Well, I'm obviously uh, been watching more Liverpool than I have been anybody else because I've been away as well. Like, I haven't been watching as much football as I usually would, but I've caught the Liverpool games, the uh, extended hideouts at the very least.
0: Victor Lindelof is obviously a hundred percent. Blue knows how long till Graham goes away again and we can have butter back. Listen,
1: anytime I'll go away, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. That's hassle for me.
0: Naked Leia said, "It's great to have Graham back. Have a few, uh, an unbiased Liverpool fan after weeks of Man United and Everton I yeah. well, We've seen the yeah. I'm,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure Sean was a uh, very unbiased and brought up Man United's offside goals and all that stuff.
0: Well, Man United have had like three offside goals given against them this year, so it's got, it's been a bad start to the year. So there you go." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. at photo pack asked about Irish MMA guests on late late show and sheep getting more time. Yeah, that was a bit weird. On Roddy was on, and then that Doctor Ava one between that. Uh, Here's me and John Kavanagh, <laughs> and it was on Roddy. I, that was brilliant. <laughs> obviously just googled, she obviously googled Conor McGregor coach, and then John Kavanagh popped up, and she goes, me and John Kavanagh, which was absolutely brilliant. And John Kavanagh replied, "Nice to meet you."
1: Actually, did, <laughs> did, did we? Funny. uh did, was I here? I wasn't here when um. Was I here? When Bre- Brendan Shabb or F- Floyd Mayweather was giving Brendan Shabb a fake, fake compliment about oh I enjoy your commentary on the UFC and all this <laughs> stuff.
0: Oh but did he? He never even commented on the UFC. What's
1: he talking about? Oh so funny. So cringy.
0: Um, I didn't see that. That's that's brilliant. Johnny Bourne add him over underscore. Oh, uh, could we get Graham's top three best and worst things about Las Vegas?
1: Top three worst things. um, um The amount of ignoramuses, the heat and the uh, uh, the amount of noise from, from everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and the best uh, three best things. Um, whew. well, the, the, experience was probably one of them. Um, the, the way everything, well, not everything, but most things is just open. Most places are just open at all times and there's 24 hour pubs and 24 hour everything. Um, what else? Um, having a swimming pool right beside right in your <laughs> side is pretty handy as well, especially
0: in the heat. You're Some bollocks. All right, that's about ten. So let's move. Andy Stevenson. Andy, C. One, two, three. One or two more questions here. Ask who do you think should be next for a short time? Shapirov. He called out Artem, didn't he? But Artem's fighting. Um, Touchy Feely. Feely i don't know
1: yeah um yeah everybody wants a bit of artem you know poor old he used to be the guy trying to fight oh well not poor old artem it's good but he used to be the one trying to fight point <laughs> fights uh all over the globe yeah. before he's in the uc now everybody wants to fight him before nobody want to, wanted to fight him
0: yeah I, I i think they should give him a couple of easy fights next give him someone like alex white i mean no alex white's good um who was i thinking of who's the guy artem fought oh no chris savia he's uh, gone out the uc but someone shot chris Evia. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but so much right. Right, last question. This is you can answer this one. Uh, Lee Connolly, do you think McGregor will ever get the respect slash credit he deserves from the Irish media, public, and government? Even he, even though he's in Lee's words, clearly the biggest sports person in the country's history. And the government doesn't acknowledge him, the media doesn't give him the proper coverage, and if you ask the people, they, they seem splitting him 50-50. What do you think? Do you think he gets enough credit? Do you agree no, with well, def- it, def-
1: definitely doesn't get, uh, yeah, I, I agree, he definitely doesn't get the credit he deserves. Uh, He's, he's the best. At, I, um, personally, I think he's the best athlete, most successful and best athlete Ireland have ever produced. So uh, mm-hmm. I definitely don't think he's getting that 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 shine that he should about that. And I think uh, the coverage was what was was by by the Irish media was crap again. For uh, yeah. even even when it's in boxing, they don't have the excuse of oh, this is barbaric, this is MMA. They they, they just don't like, some media. just don't like him. But they they put up crap articles and crap content about him because they know it'll get clicks. But they don't want to put effort into him which is a bit strange but uh yeah at least we have like uh mma media like uh like uh, sean al writing an article about own roddy and stuff it's a very good article and yeah.
0: um,
1: we have we have uh non-irish media and and us doing us doing doing good content so at least at least somebody's doing it the,
0: the problem with irish media i think is The learning curve is too long to learn what MMA is about, even what boxing is about. They don't have a clue, so they take the easy option. They see Conor McGregor saying "boy" and they call him a racist. You know, Uh, they bring out all these things. They say MMA is barbaric. You know, the same article over and over and over, and that's all you see. And I think the Irish media have given horrendously bad coverage of mcgregor because they don't understand it and they refuse to get people you know, to to cover it i even like pt was covering a lot of stuff for different irish papers but like most of the stuff he was doing was in, like breaking news at stars, or reviews of or something you know not not groundbreaking like and, and pt has the ability to do that like you know but you know there isn't that many people in ireland who can do it like how many people is there like
1: in, in fairness, so sure. Ken early, Ken early's been he's he, he has been Ken the early best, time. Yeah. He has an open mind. He came in not knowing anything about MMA uh, when, when did he start? Three, three, four years ago, maybe three years that's, ago.
0: That's because he talked to me. Let's be honest. <laughs> but he, he came listen, in with an open mind, and he, well. he
1: can he can appreciate like maybe it's not his favorite sport, but he can appreciate that like it is it isn't just, just it isn't just human cockfighting like a lot of people keep saying for for the last what, however many years. And uh, people are just they, they they don't have any new nuanced points, so they just make the same old crap points that idiots have been making for years. That is a fact.
0: True. Right. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you for everyone for listening. Any any final thoughts, Renting Graham? Before we go,
1: um, no. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, check out Shaun Humes' breakdown of Henry Cejudo's game coming coming probably tomorrow, probably uh, later on in the day after after this podcast comes out
0: beautiful follow me at Sean Sheehan ba, follow Graham at Severe MMA go over and like uh, Severe MMA uh, on t- Facebook and Sean Sheehan MMA on, on Facebook as well Severe MMA pod on, on Twitter any questions for us what's the if they, what, people want to buy Severe MMA t-shirts and stuff what's that uh, Severe
1: MMA.com merchandise
0: do that help us out help us help you right lads here you go the inspirational quote like every week never stand begging for that which you have the power to earn will see you next Tuesday.